Welcome to Cast of Creators. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Thal. And I'm Casey Stewart. We've spent our careers in media and publishing, and now we're setting the stage for creative people who inspire us to share their stories. Cast of Creators is presented by our new browser called Hover. It's unlike any browser you've ever used because it's social. Hover makes browsing fun. You can follow people and your favorite sites to discover and discuss the web all in one place. Download Hover, that's HVR, in the App Store or the Play Store. On today's episode, we chat with a fantastic architect and interior designer named Beth Wassermole. We learned about her love for hotels, how she became an architect, and she took us through the design process of one of her latest projects. Honestly, it's stunning. Here we go. Beth, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's super exciting to have you here because I've always been fascinated personally with interior design. I like to do a little interior design dabbling, but you are next level and you're making (laughs) unbelievable things come to reality. Thank you. So so it's really cool to watch. And um, I mean, you are really a part of an architecture family in many respects. And you started to come at this probably pretty young. It was it surrounded you. So it's how did it all true. start? Um, yes, everything you say is correct. Um, I am definitely a member of an architecture family. My husband is an architect. He's my partner at, with in Studio We. Um, my father is an architect, and so I've grown up with it from a very young age. Um, it's definitely inspired my career. I don't know how I could say it hasn't. Yeah, actually, my career has nothing to do with them. <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> Which is interesting. It's funny, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm always amazed. Like, I'm always amazed at the new ways that I arrive at it and the, the insights I have uh, just because, you know, I have been doing it for such a long time. Um, but... Yeah. So when I essentially when I was a kid, um, you know, my dad would come home and he would bring drawings with him and he'd have buckets of markers and I would go to his office um, and just watch everybody draw. Yeah. And wow, like, look right. at all the colors, which is, you know, very inspiring as a little kid. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. Yeah. To see that. Um, it's cool to have a really creative father like that, too. And he cool. would be working on a building, right? He'd be designing buildings. Yes. Big buildings, lots of big buildings. It was very cool to see. It was cool to see how he would build a business. It was cool to see how he ran the business. It was cool to see him draw the, you know, draw the drawings, make the buildings, figure out all the problems. It's all problem solving. Mm -hmm. Architecture is all like putting the pieces together. Um, You know, nothing is arbitrary. Nothing's left to chance. Right. Um, and so it's funny because on site, like the the builders are sometimes like not following the plans. It's like this is why we made the plan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's his career has definitely inspired my career. Um, and I wouldn't say that like it's it's been a smooth um trajectory from day one for me. I think sometimes it can be hard. Definitely. Yes, coming from a family who's already into or interested in a specific field um, because you're always wondering like where where do I fit in how do mm-hmm. I fit in and it's not always a smooth um like you you tend to question yes you yeah, tend to question imagine. maybe a little bit more than had you come about it 
like in a more like organic, not organic way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely understand that. So at some yeah. point you're basically watching him excel yes. in his, in his lane. Absolutely. And you know you have a passion for it, but it's sort of like you're trying to gauge, is this passion really like, am I jumping into this thing or is it sort of biased or is it like, what is this? Exactly. Exactly. Like, how do I jump into this river that's flowing? That's flowing. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to describe (laughs) it. Yeah, that was a great way of of kind of um, summarizing my kind of dilemma coming into it all. But I kind of knew from a young age that I was interested in it um, more than just, um, you know, as a passing interest or a hobby, Mm -hmm. because I was very inspired um, not only by him, but, you know, as a kid, we'd go to Florida Mm -hmm. and Florida is really what inspired my personal like um, take on design, because we would go to sometimes we'd we would. um, you know, go for dinner or we would visit hotels. There were tons of hotels. Miami was like a booming place when I was absolutely a child. Mm-hmm. It went through like a couple renaissances. Um, totally. But there was there was a time when Miami was kind of dead. And then like the Art Deco, they began to reconstruct um, the old Art Deco buildings in Miami. And I got to see a lot of that. And first of all, Miami was inspiring because the buildings are wacky and colorful yeah, yeah, and yeah they're so right. cool yeah and it's like indoor outdoor spaces and you can really yes. do a lot with indoor outdoor so spaces much. down there compared to here yeah true like, big yeah. difference yeah. <laughs> yes it's very true and that's why miami actually has such a happening design scene also mm-hmm. right and there's you, so much you can do there you know one of the cool things that you brought in with you were these scents oh, yeah. okay and the um uh, and what you're describing is really falling in love with design, but falling in love with the feeling of a space and starting to respect how much changing spaces can reflect on you and change you and shape you is what I'm I'm, I'm hearing. Absolutely. The smallest thing can have such an impact on the way you feel in a space. Yeah. Well, the studio feels and smells <laughs> yeah, yeah. awesome here. So she brought a bunch of essential oils and we kind of each dabbled in a scent that resonated with us. Yes. I love a bit of peppermint on the back of the neck. It's very calming and cooling. Um, but yeah, we all just Mine, kind of perked what, up. What resonated Absolutely. with me was the uh, the rose oil. Is it rose oil? Yeah. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I've got to get some rose oil for my place. Yeah. Because you walk into a room and it smells like that mm-hmm. and it completely sort of breathes, a, forces a sigh of relief breath. Yeah. yeah. Almost. There's also something in um, hotels that do that as mm-hmm. well with scents. Like the mm-hmm. Shangri-La has a yes. certain scent in different hotels that have specific scents. Yes. And it's kind of like, as soon as you get in, you you get into your room or it smells something or you walk in the lobby, you're like, ah, oh. uh-huh. you know, it's like, I mean, it's an essential oil. It yeah. Must be so some it's type something. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's essential. It's essential. Yeah, it's you know essential. what it is? Because I'm thinking of my own place. Yeah. And I'm thinking of how much it would come to life. Yeah. With, with a those sense. essential oils. Yeah. There's you know? so much fun to play with. And I feel like you're so bang on there. Like, with hotels, it's all about, you know, the fantasy and creating the mood mm-hmm. and like, what is this experience I'm having yeah. in this new place? And like, and, and yet like, like an essence of luxury. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. And and then like, but then there's this whole element of like, it's, it's new and exciting, but like, also you want to feel like you're at home. Yeah. Right. You still want to feel like, you know, what's right. making this comfortable 
for me. Right. Um, and that's something that I've always like lifelong passion about hotels. And it did start in Miami for sure. Um, specifically the Delano. Have you guys heard of the Delano? No, oh, maybe uh, heard of, but never been uh, there. Okay. So when I was 12, the Delano was the most happening hotel. It was bought by Madonna. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is when Miami was like the place. Okay. Wow. Madonna had hotel. All the stars had hotels. Um, she had Philip Stark do the interior design of the hotel and his design. When I saw it, I was like, this is so cool. He was just able to, he was the first designer I saw who really was able to put his fantasy world into reality. Mm -hmm. It was like, you felt like you were in his brain. Yeah, that's cool. It was very cool. It was very cool. Like there were oversized furniture. There was, it it was a bit like his thing is a little bit like Alice in Wonderland, like a fantasy world Mm -hmm. where like furniture is oversized and, you know, there's like, um, the breakfast table and the swimming pool and right yeah and that would be a space that you know that he specked out and probably built custom yeah everything in the space yeah like to the furniture too and like every little piece Absolutely. yeah that, that's really cool because yeah um you know most of the time especially as a prosumer designer you know like <laughs> nice. like not a legit uh, where you've got like you can you have the luxury to imagine it's not even cost it's just you don't know what you're able to do necessarily yes. like you don't have the luxury to imagine spaces and your furniture and all the yeah. uh, finishings as completely custom you know but what's crazy what's un- crazy and unbelievable about being an architect is that some of the stuff that you dabble in and have like dare to dream all the time Yeah. Which is like mind blowing. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. I have to say, I love my job. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. But I love it more now than I used to. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's an interesting one to unpack. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, what I do, so we do home renovations. Mm -hmm. We specialize in renovation. So there's a lot of people that will do new build, but I love the reno. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. They're even more complicated to make. They are. They actually are. Wrapping my head around a real tough reno is much more difficult than wrapping my head around a new build. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's the same for the professional. Like new builds are a blank canvas. Right. Easier to start with. Right. Uh, renos, you really do have to get into the nitty gritty of everything. You have to know their house inside yeah. and out before right. you even start the project. And who knows what you might find along the process. Oh, yeah. the thing is, so, you find some funny things. Well, the thing is, you embark on this path knowing you've got tons of problems ahead of you yeah. that you don't, you can't always identify all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, the client could potentially become a problem. Okay, mm-hmm. There's the, there's your first potential problem. Yep, okay, for sure. And from it there, happens. it doesn't get any better because now you've got like foundation, you've got roof, you've got plumbing, plumbing, you've structural. got the things in the walls that yeah. you can't really foresee. You've got like all of these different things. It's exciting. That, right. It's exciting. <laughs> I see your you, face light yeah, up. Yeah, 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 that, you're like, yeah, I get excited. Yeah. But like people get worried, but I'm just like, ooh. Right. <laughs> How? There's I a guess, process to everything. Yeah, because it must be very difficult to actually confidently say to the customer, this will be done by this date. Yes. That must be like virtually impossible. Um, (laughs) You know, it's not super impossible. It's hard. It's impossible, I would say, on day one. Yes. Right. But after you've done like a little bit of the preliminary preliminary work around the the project, 
um, you can get a sense for pretty precisely within like, you know, a couple of months, how long the project should take. There's obviously always extenuating circumstances. And how did, so how does this <laughs> love for hotels and spaces yes. that are very much, well, a lot of them that you were saying were buildings that were older that they did yes. evolve in Reno. Yes. So that passion ultimately leads along the path to yeah. this business. Yeah. So it's really cool in the sense that if you can really establish those same pillars of feelings in a home in yes. some respect as you have in some of those hotels. Absolutely. And I would say really cool. it's very cool. I think that's something that I continue to aspire to, mm. um, um, to bring in that, that hotel quality vibe mm -hmm. that, you know, like everything's going to be taken care of. Your hooks are going to be where they need to be. You're going to have enough fresh towels in the right location. Those are things, you know, like down to, so I worked with Brian Gluckstein oh, when I was amazing. younger, when I was like trying to figure out what my direction was. Fantastic experience. Like I have so much respect for the man. But I just remember being on site and we were installing one of his projects. And that happened in like less than a week where like all the furniture was scheduled to come in all at the same time. We would unpack all the furniture. People would come and install Fun. it, put it together you know, open, but, but then like it got better or it got more, like more deep, more and more detailed. So then you'd unpack the bed sheets, then you would unpack the toothbrush, then you would, un right. and, and wow. you would figure out down to the toothbrush, where is this going to yeah. go? And that was also so much fun to see because that's, that's to me, that's in keeping with hospitality experience, yes. knowing that, you know, it's going to be taken care of for you, that you're going to be, you're going to have everything you need where you want it. So that 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 was that was a great foray into the residential, the housing side of things that really brought it together for me because hmm. I was very into the hotel aspect of things, too. Right. Because yeah. when you think of architecture and, and, and like a lot of what people would perceive as architecture is like walls, drawing walls, windows, you yes. know, like all of that. But you're really going beyond that into really the creating a lifestyle yeah creating like not only creating the space but this is the full package you're going to need yes. to thrive in this space yes yes and we are very much about the holistic viewpoint so sometimes we'll get um we'll have people coming to us asking me to do um just the architectural portion of the house and there'll be an interior design team which will do the interior design. Sometimes I'll get brought in as the interior designer and they'll say, we already have an architect and I'll say, okay, great. I'm happy to do the interior design. Yeah. Let's collaborate. And there's a very defined line as to like where my job starts and where's where like the architect right. takes over. Right. Um, Cause there needs to be um, because it can, they're the, the two fields are very, um, overlapping in a lot of areas. Right. But if you don't handshake well with that architect, <laughs> the customer doesn't really get a holistic result. That's the thing. So so in an ideal world, I would love to have the clients that understand that, you know, having an architect to do the interior design as well um, is um, advantageous because yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. Because, Absolutely. you know, it's like when you walk into a historical building or an old building 
And you just, you connect with the space because the bones are there. Yes. Right? right? Let's talk yeah. about bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> because that's what, that's what gives you like the gravitas of a space, yeah. or, you know, and that's what people, that's in our DNA, I think, actually, like the idea that space and like the way we've been making space and the classical architecture, you know, back in the day, it was all symmetrical or it was based on classicism. It was based on, you know, the pillars of um, the pillars of the Greek pillars mm-hmm. and like the seven, there were like seven truths of architecture. Um, they had to be, you know, I don't, I right. don't remember. It, boi- the it boiled down to sort of a, a formula. It was a formula. Was powerful, but rigid too. Powerful, but rigid. But it came from like these like deep down principles mm-hmm. about yeah. like human interaction and human space and it's like you know like the like the lift the fibonacci sequence yes like yes these like sacred geometries yes. yeah 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 um it's like you can't really explain them but they're there and they, they they're, in, and they're incredibly like, impactful yeah incredibly yeah. impactful but like when i go walk into a space so back to like the architecture and interior design um that's um, coming together question. yeah so the way they come together on the inside of a space is so, it's so important to the overall design and aesthetic of a space because it's the bones. Like it's where form and function meet the beauty of the surfaces that you choose and the, right? Like you want to be able to manipulate the walls. Right. Right. And not just, not just dress them. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like an interior, for you to come in and just do the interior design, any way you slice it, um, the customer's getting the lack of your ability to understand the whole picture at the infancy when you could actually make decisions that impact where that toothbrush is or where that <laughs> where the towels are. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I totally agree. So it's like yeah. what because I think of certain spaces mm-hmm. and and it's almost like you can see that the house has had a complete disconnect <laughs> between the architect right. and between the person who's then do like even the contractor, like a lot of this stuff, yeah. sometimes the architect will not even like the contractor will be making decisions that even the architect maybe should have been making, especially yes. when it comes to built ins. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So there's a lot of disconnect that I find results a lot in of lack of functionality, lifestyle functionality and just coordination. Yeah. Right. Like the coordination required on a project is is intense. Right. So absolutely. Like somebody yeah. might think you know, they're changing their house or changing their space and they might think they just need a contractor and an interior designer. But what they really need is an architect. (laughs) Right. How do you, like someone, you know, we did some renovation at the cottage and we had a contractor and an interior designer. But I feel like based on the structural changes that maybe could have made a more functional space, having an architect would have been a very valuable choice. Yes. How do you help people realize that yes. you actually really need an architect. Right? Yeah, it's true. Better well, call the architect. Yeah. Yeah, like, Wait a second. We need an architect. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's an ongoing dilemma in our field. I think there's a huge lack um, amongst architectural professionals, especially to communicate what it is they do. Mm-hmm. Um but not to blame architects, but but also like it's it's most people don't really understand what the architect's role is. Um, and that's okay. Like, I think like, I think that, you know, 
architects um, are able to put um, they're able to put the project together in a different way than it would happen if you started with the interior designer, which sometimes mm-hmm. it happens on a project. Mm-hmm. It really does. Like sometimes the interior designers brought in first and the architects then brought in afterwards. And this, like they already have an idea of what the spaces are going to look like from the inside. Right. And that impacts the architecture. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And, and you just, it just happens that way sometimes. So, Actually, somebody wrote in and asked me, what is your like your best piece of advice if you're starting a renovation project? And I would have to say that I think a great thing in every situation would be to always get your team together at the beginning from the outset, get your architect, get your builder, get your interior designer if you're not using me as as your interior designer <laughs> and um, get the team together because um you can't like as the owner it's very understandable how people would have problems or difficulties seeing around those corners Mm -hmm. but you know with a monicum of you know effort at the beginning phases of the design from all the various and you don't have to spend like a million dollars to figure out what your project is going to be right but if you have all the various professionals putting their input in from the beginning you're going to have a much clearer route to the to the finish line yes. and you're also going to avoid pitfalls that happen um along the way so i think that that would be like my most key piece of advice yeah so if somebody's acquiring a home yeah existing home yeah and they know that they you know like sometimes someone will, will buy a home and they know they want to do some stuff you yeah. know they want to like um maybe open up a room, you know, they open, they just need a wall taken down. Yeah. They just need like a wall and some new furniture. Yes. You're saying really at that stage, that person really will be better served by actually dealing with an architect at that stage and expressing that those ambitions to an architect and starting top down right then and there. I think so. I mean, but I'm biased because I'm an yeah. architect. Yeah. Right. But um, you know, you could start that process with an interior designer as well. You know, you know, it's something that I've learned is that when you're working with people, the best thing that you can do is just be able to adapt and do whatever is best for the project. Like you don't want to be pushing a project on someone that they don't want. You don't you want that person, it's so personal, design is so personal. You want that person to feel comfortable in their own space. Yeah. Um, because what you like to look at is ultimately the things that make you feel good. And that's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think that, you know, like from the outset, if it's an interior designer guiding you along that process, like I always think like bring people in, mm-hmm. bring people in um, or, you know, talk about the potential. An interior designer is definitely capable of discussing the potential of a project with someone. But I think at some point, like, like to have the biggest, oh, we always start with, we always go for gold. Like mm-hmm. we always start with like the biggest, best possible project. Yeah. And what we do is after a preliminary phase of design, we'll do something called value engineering. Okay. Do you know okay. what that is? No, tell me. What's no. value engineering? <laughs> it's so dorky. I love so, it. <laughs> so it's not cost cutting, but it's essentially figuring out so you do preliminary phase of work then let's say i would hand that to the builder and the builder would say okay we're going to give an allowance to all these different areas of design that you want to do like you said you know we'll do our like room by room analysis where 
the client will say like, I would like a kitchen with two islands and I would like um, three walk-in closets or whatever it is that people want to do. Um, And we'll space plan. We'll do the layouts really quickly in a very rough way. Um, but we'll put in all the, you know, the, all, like the dream. We go yeah. for the dream, right? Right. right. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. we obviously, everybody has to work within a budget. Right. You pack it full of all of the bells and whistles. Bells and, bells whistles. and whistles. <laughs> And you also figure out like how much space you need. And I like to work from the inside out because if you just add a tack of box on like an addition, you don't know ultimately if that box is going to have all the things that you want in your house. Or am I going to have room for this? I'm going to have, you know, um, whatever it is that, that you're interested in doing with your home. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you start with the room by room analysis from the inside, you can figure out exactly how much space you need. Like my gym will be 300 square feet. Um, and you can add as much on as you need other than like, yeah. You know, whereas the reverse would be like, let's put an addition on. We need an addition, pop an extension on. Exactly. And, and then, then figuring out like, what works yeah, on the inside. On right. Yeah, all your extra stuff ends up in the addition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's not, it's not what you had envisioned, you know, yeah, like, I, like, like this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> we didn't call the architect. <laughs> so I, I guess, you know, as far as the mindset of an ideal client, yes. it, it really is somebody who wants to, who really values the process. Is that, is that the case? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think, um, I think valuing the process. Well, I think it's an excitement for the process. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot to be excited about. Um, it can be a long process, but hopefully it's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit, can be a bit like therapy. Yes. Right. <laughs> but I like imagine. fun therapy. Unpacking all the layers here. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so you like purple. Why is it you like purple? Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's talk about that. Um, Whatever it is, um, you know, sometimes we're presenting materials and the materials are like lovely and they're, they've got like a nice honed finish and you want to touch them. It's very sensual. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be presented with like beautiful things and yeah, like, you know, get to make your decisions. <laughs> um, so it helps when people participate in the process. It helps when people are interested in the process because ultimately... I make something and then I give it to you. Right. It's yeah. yours. And, you know, like, so, I want you to be, I want you to like it. Like, it would be weird if it, it is kind of people talk about the dream where it's like, go nuts, like, do whatever yeah. you want on this project. But, like, I think that would be scary and hard because what if you do something and they're just like, um, I don't like that. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. what did, why did you do this? Right. Yeah. So I do like. it's awesome. Because it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This is very exciting. Such a complicated piece. So they needed to use a technology called CNC. Yes. You've heard of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So which cuts on, you know, angles in three dimensions. Um, So we had to, in order to build this, we had to make a computer model. Mm -hmm. And we gave it to the mill workers. And, um, you know, the geometry, all the pieces, so complicated. They had to put the whole thing together and then take it apart and then put it back together on site. We didn't know. The whole question was, is this going to line up with the staircase? Are right. you going to see like this awkward gap in the middle? You know, they measure it and they do it on site once the stairs are in. But you really just don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to line up perfectly because it comes down to craftsmanship, right? Yeah. 
okay, so here's the staircase with yes. the bookshelf in. Beautiful. Yeah, so here's how it all came together. It's and beautiful. You can kind of see actually the kitchen through that hole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can see the wow. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see pictures of this. I know. It's going to be really awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. When, when the pictures come out or it's in Arch Digest or yeah, something, Yeah, we may have them before know. the episode airs. Who knows? Oh, that was so anything. sweet. Yeah, we'll definitely be, include them for that sure. awesome. When you buy a home for yourself, yes. you must have a lot of extra <laughs> pressure to try and figure out, you know, like... Or I would see probably as feels oh, as an exciting it, adventure. It is, but it's... It is. Yeah. But, it's a oh, lot. Man, yeah. It must be extra. I I have a lot of sympathy for clients sometimes because it's a lot for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. a lot for us. It's a lot for them. Like buying a house, you know, where's it going to go? What's it going to look like? How much are we going to do? It's a whole big chunk of your life, absolutely. really. <laughs> and is, especially if you're going this custom, you better have yes. some time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah, it's very and, exciting. And Studio We sounds like it's just like the perfect place for anybody who is dreaming of doing a renovation or starting a renovation. Okay. I would love to go to you, you to get some. <laughs> yeah, me built. too. I'm so inspired. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Thank I you, guys. I feel like the space would just have the best vibe. Beth, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my yeah, gosh. Thanks for amazing. taking us through the process because, you know, I was, have had that, you know, you have a contractor and now I really absolutely, you need to have an architect. An yeah. architect is essential. Absolutely. To make your dreams come true. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun. Oh Thank gosh. you. Thanks for tuning into this episode with Beth. Check out her company, Studio We, at studiowe.ca. That's studio, wi.ca. Watch more episodes of Cast of Creators on YouTube, listen on your favorite podcast platform, or visit castofcreators.com. And don't forget to subscribe.